The Parshas told us, Rav Simcha Zisil at the very beginning of the Parsha says, uh, an incredible pshat that has really tremendous ramifications for us as parents. He discusses the very famous question that Rashi says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered Yitzchak uh, when he was praying for a child as opposed to Rivka, because they were in two opposite sides of the room and they both were praying, and Vayosaloi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds to Yitzchak. And Rashi says, that Yitzchak had a sort of a, a leg up in terms of a certain advantage that he had over Rivka, vis-a-vis the fact that he was the son of a tzaddik versus Rivka, who's the daughter of a Russia. What does that mean? He asked the obvious question. What do you, what do you mean? What happened to the famous rule? So if anything, Rivka should have a, an advantage because she came from a nothing home. A house of Avodah Zorah, daughter of a Besuel, sister to uh, to Lovan. How could uh, and she overcame it all? Uh, Yitzchak had such an advantage over over Rivka. So shouldn't it be tilted in the other direction? He says something very very important, and he says that Rashi doesn't mean typically a feel of a tzaddik ben tzaddik is more advantageous than a feel of a tzaddik ben Russia. Typically, in a typical situation, Rivka would have had an advantage over Yitzchak. But what Yitzchak was able to do, what Rashi means is to HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered Yitzchak as opposed to Rivka is because, because Yitzchak was able to do what seems extremely difficult to do, almost impossible to do. Can you be a tzaddik ben tzaddik? Can you be a righteous person growing up in the house of a righteous person and still be able to maintain that, that effort and energy and passion to accomplish as if you would have been a tzaddik ben Rasha? Because the Tzaddik ben Russia, while there are incredible hurdles to overcome, but once Rivka saw the light, once Rivka understood that she was going to leave the house of what is our wanted truth, wanted Emes, very often what happens is there's a chukka, there's a desire for that growth, which very often dwarfs the so-called FFBs of the world. Because, and we see it, we see it even in today's world. Very often the Bali Tshuva has a certain passion because they, they saw the other side, they know the other side, and they made it their own. And because they made it their own, they have such a tremendous zeal and, and love to do everything the way uh, we need to do it. Unfortunately, very often when you grow up in a, in a Tamil Chacham's home, you can very often put it on cruise control, take it easy, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. And there isn't that same passion. Yitzchak was able to bring that desire to make it his own, to inculcate it as his Yiddishkeit, his Avodah Hashem, even though he grew up in the house of Armavinu. And that's what Rashi means, because when you can be a, a tzaddik like that kind of a tzaddik, a tzaddik of the same stature of Ram, who also found it on his own, and Yitzchak made it his own as well, that's uh, a tefillah that Akash Baruch Hu could not resist, and that's why he was answered. When you think about this, really the, uh, the challenge for us is very profound. We are very protective of our children, and we try to create boundaries and borders and boxes for them that very often has them has their decisions made not by them but by us. It is very easy for them to sort of have, to somehow feel that this is not something that I chose. This is not my Yiddishkeit. This is not my Torah. I was sort of forced into this situation. I never had a chance to really assert my own independence. I know sometimes parents think, well, you'll do that when you're 19 or 20 or when you get married, but right now you're going to do it my way or the highway. And, and is that really the best way for a teenager in developing his or her attitude about Torah to sort of be 
told exactly what to do and not to have any sense of feeling of independence, of any sense of, this is mine. And I'm not saying to let them free. I'm not saying to just uh, not have rules and regulations. But to really think about the fact that it's so important for for a teenager and for anybody, and it, it, this is also impactful for adults as well. Very often we, we grow up and we sometimes hit our 20s and 30s and say to ourselves, you know, when did I ever decide to do this? This, this sort of was just put in front of me and, and sort of, uh, you know, and I never was given a choice. There needs to be a way to allow children to imbibe this, to embrace it, to accept it as their own, to love it because they chose it, not because they had no choice. At the end of the day, it is, but there is Bechir in the world. And while we certainly can't let our kids, give our kids a feeling that whatever you want to do is fine, we set the right example, we, we create the right environment in the home, but at the end of the day, let them feel that when they have a decision to make, and maybe if it's to put on the hat or not to put on the hat, or to, 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 to wear this or to wear that, whatever it might be, but if we give these, these young men and women a chance to be themselves, then the Torah will be theirs, then the Yiddishkeit will be theirs, and they'll be able, as Hashem, they'll be able to achieve the unique status of being a tzaddik ben tzaddik. Have a good Shabbos.